Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. What's up, Bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? It's MJ. Back <laughs> at it again with the bands. Hope no, it feels like we haven't done an episode in forever. Because <laughs> we fucking haven't. <laughs> really, it's only been like a, it's been less than a week, but. Honestly, though, but I think we needed it. Everything's just been, you know, kind of crazy lately. And it was just nice to just kind of chill. But now I missed it. Now I'm like. God, I'm supposed to get a text message from Stevie that I'm late for this podcast interview. I, um, because admittedly, I do that. I literally just opened, I was really curious about something, and look. Oh, I was like, what are you looking at? Woo! So, as some of you may or may not know, if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, we hit 5,000 plays. I'm so excited. That's because we badass bitches like that. We balling in the club. Just kidding. That's a joke. Um, I would like to hit 10,000 by the end of the year. It's my next goal. <laughs> or maybe like a million. That's probably not going to happen. That is not going to happen. I think we're more likely to hit 10,000 by the end. I think so too. But uh, no, um, I'm writing. I released a book a few like three weeks ago oh look I didn't have to remind her to talk about it you guys are more than welcome to go check that out it's dark romance it's edgy it's spicy it's scary it's gory 18 and older check your fucking triggers before you read it no it's not a reverse harem it literally is taking me like two weeks to read this book and y'all know I don't do dark romance I appreciated her attempting it but yeah make sure you go check it out Uh, and then book two will be released Sometime in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you are. <laughs> I'm not putting an exact date on it yet, mostly because I don't know. But I did book my editor for a certain time in a certain month. So I do have a deadline. So we'll go from there. <laughs> um, and then in but, two weeks, she'll come. I hate this. Oh, yeah, for real. But honestly, though, I got to give myself like I know that. maybe like marketing wise it's probably smart for me to just bust out another book and I get that but I love this plot I love his characters and I'm not rushing it there's too many complex things that are happening and if I rush it I'll miss something and it won't be as good as I know it can be and I think I'd rather people wait for the best book I can put out than people not wait and then get it and be like what the fuck is this like this is an amazing first book and then this book was rushed and it's trash you feel me (laughs) so i'm not doing that i'd rather you guys wait just an extra month because listen everybody's freaking out like i released book like everybody's freaking out they're like oh my god you're not getting it we're not getting into 2022 lady i'm literally it's one more month than what i regularly release everybody remain calm okay remain calm everybody (laughs) it's still happening (laughs) it's still happening and you're gonna get all three books for the boys next year you're gonna get every single one of them i'm wrapping up the hollow boy series next year hopefully unless I die, um, and yeah, and so it'll be fine, it'll be okay, and I also oh. have a surprise, something coming for the summer, but that's, that's a secret, 
Okay, go. So, um, what's everybody reading right now? I'm I'm almost finished. Found it on Temptation, guys, because it releases on Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. Fuck, I gotta read that. Shit, I forgot you sent that shit to me. I have to read that. I'm about to start that. Um, I did read uh Her Soul to Take by Dude, it was all over my fucking FYP, dude. All over my FYP. And I was like, dude, I got to read it. Uh, Her Soul to Take by Harley LaRue. Oh, yeah. Her books are always um, bro, all all over my own. PNR, amazing. Chef, all the stars, bro. All the stars. It was so good. So if you're looking for something real crazy, that is definitely the route to go. That was good. And then I read the Scouts Anthology because Penelope Douglas was in it. And everybody knows that it doesn't matter if there's a piece of dog shit for sale that has Penelope Douglas's name on it. I'll buy it. Speaking of anthologies, um, the Resisting You Anthology is out. Make sure you go pick that up. That is a supporting amazing cause. It's a second chance anthology. Um, also... When this past two, last week, um, Tinsels and Tatas came out, which is supporting breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. So that's another huge anthology. It's got Piper Rains on it. There's, um, I think, let's see, uh, Serena Bell, Cameron Claire, Dylan Crush, Crush, oh no, Melanie Johnson, uh, Piper A. Marika Ray, who I absolutely love. She's a sweetheart. Um, yeah, I think that's really it, though. I mean, I'm currently finishing up Founded on Temptation because I've read it three times already. <laughs> if you count the alpha beta. <laughs> I am really excited to read about Sebastian. Uh, oh, my I God, I love it. Sebastian. I know Kat does an amazing job, so I know the book's going to be phenomenal. I just haven't. Like, I'm afraid. What if I fucking read that shit and it pulls me out of my dark hole and then I'm like, oh, man, contemporary romance. <laughs> I don't think any... You're already in your dark hole, though, because of Halloween movies. I mean, I really don't think one book will pull you out. Bro, I got people messaging me and they're like, bro, how do you watch? Because, like, I'll post on my stories, like, what I'm watching or whatever. Somebody will ask me and I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, Saul's on the television, you know, <laughs> background noise. <laughs> And they're like, why do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know, because I can't. And then like yesterday, right? So Hush was the movie that was on the schedule for MJ's 31 Days of Halloween. Um, and so I was watching it and I had, I think I'd already like, I had already watched it and Fletcher was watching it with me and I was like falling in and out of consciousness, like sleepy wise. And he was like, how the fuck are you sleeping right now? He was like, there is shit going on on this television. There's jump scares and you're just like, like, what is, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, cause it doesn't, I don't know. I like it. I like it. Are we doing a watch party for Hocus Pocus? Probably. Yes. Okay. I want to know that one. But, uh, literally like he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, listen, the sounds of people screaming puts me to sleep. (laughs) I'm, it reminds me of my own childhood trauma. It helps me cope. Well, our guest has entered. All right. But yeah, we're going to go check out. Uh, we're going to go chat with an uh, author now. Kayleen Winter is yeah. here. Kayleen Winter. Hold up. I'm trying to pull up her. I'm such a bad host. Such a bad host. <laughs> Hold up. I got to pull up her bio. <laughs> I'm a little rusty. Give me a, give me a fucking break. Um, 
It's taking forever. <clears throat> All right. Kayleen Winter is an Amazon best-selling author who loves to write about swoon-worthy rock rockers and the strong, sassy women that bring them to their knees. Let's go talk to Kayleen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Kayleen Winter, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to be here. This is just a lovely start to the Monday, okay? Isn't it? It's lovely. We love a podcast Monday. And me and Stevie haven't done a podcast in a minute because I think we just took like a little hiatus without even realizing it. And I was like, bro. Like seven days. When the fuck are we doing a podcast? Seven whole days? Yeah, I know. It's not normal for us. Oh, God. And it's not. But at the same time, I was kind of thankful because the month of August and September nearly killed me. (laughs) But uh no yeah usually we have like two episodes a day or some shit like that two so, episodes a week not a day oh <laughs> we've had multiple times where we've had to record twice in one day don't even play nah, we canceled it remember we always reschedule them okay well so we, like- we haven't had to follow through with that yet <laughs> we just had a rough august and september okay you need so, a little break yeah we did well, mj it- went down with pneumonia and what we think was covid <laughs> Oh, my no. test came back negative but I genuinely think I had it and it had developed into a pneumonia because I was dude I was like two steps away from the the grim reaper's doorstep okay oh, no <laughs> like, it was not a fun time and I'm like cuddled up on the couch you can't see me like I turned my camera off and I'm like holding a like a heating pad to my chest while I'm trying to ask people questions on this podcast it was awful not a good time however we are super excited to chat with you and we're going to kick this off with starting with questions about your book. So I'm going to take the first question and we're going to do less than zero is your rockstar romance series, which is currently made up of four full lengths and a prequel novella, novella, yep. how the fuck you say that word. <laughs> what was your initial inspiration behind writing? Hey. Um, honestly, I wrote a book when I was 15 uh, me and all my girlfriends wanted Small to marry place. rock stars. And so I was really into like true rock, like rock uh-huh. and roll. And I, we all wanted to marry rock stars and we would try to hang around rock stars and do all this sort of stuff. But we were 15. And so we were great, you know, had braces. I wasn't cute. And so <laughs> we, <laughs> we decided, or I just started writing this kind of book about us and how we met these guys in the band and how they all loved us and they were our boyfriends and mine was the cutest. And so really the, the, the conflict in that book at age 15 was, you know, whose boyfriend is cutest. Um, so it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of substance to it, but I actually found it. Um, my husband and I were moving into our house and I found it and I was like, it's not, that bad like sure the rock star wears cheetah pants so here for it so yeah but and I know that's not hip anymore but maybe it is but I was like it actually wasn't so bad so I have also been such a huge huge romance reader I have a whole other career that is pretty intense and um, it's been something that has been such an escape for me over the years that I really got to love a lot of rock star romance authors like Jane Diamond and um, Taryn, Taryn um, Elliot and Carrie Quinn and um, those Terry are my Browning girls and Lauren Rowe. Yeah. And so like, I really was like super. And then my husband was like, after I found it, we were laughing over the cheetah pants. 
he goes, you know, you are a writer. You should, maybe that could be a really fun hobby for you. Yeah. And I was like, huh, I need a hobby. I work too much. <laughs> and I just started writing and I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. And I just started coming up with a story. But what I did is I took the name from the cheetah pant guy, Tyson Rainier. That's the only thing I kept, but I, I had to it. keep it. Um, and he became the hero in Endless. And Zoe was the name that I always used to use as my fake name when we'd go up, when I'd go up my girlfriends and, you know, you'd give a fake name if somebody wanted your phone number, you didn't want to really. Yeah. So Zoe was always my fake name. And my best friend, who was one of the girls that married or not married, but was part of the 15 year old novel, she always gave the fake name Alex. So this is the first time anyone's ever heard the story. I love um, it. So, so that's that that was really the that's how it started. So Zoe in Endless is um not exactly like me, and Tyson is not exactly like my husband, but yeah. um it was really like the the feeling I got. The other thing, this will date me a little bit, but when I was really little, and you can re, you can watch this movie on YouTube right now. There's a movie from like the 70s called Sooner or Later. So if you haven't watched this, find it. It's yeah. totally dated, but it's the story of this young girl who goes and gets a guitar lesson from this rock star. And they fall in love and she's a little younger and he's older and she lies about her age. And, and that's not oh. what Endless is about, but the sort of feeling I got when I, when I was reading or watching that movie and reading that book when I was a teenager, I wanted to emote that feeling in my books. Yeah. So that and all these authors that I love, I was like, okay, if I can capture even just a tiny little sliver of that, then maybe I've done my job. So that was Endless. That's how I started I writing really Endless. I really love that. that <laughs> I seriously am obsessed. And it reminds me a lot of like, because when I was in this is also gonna it's not gonna date me but it is gonna expose that I'm obviously younger but when I was like in middle school aged or whatever One Direction was a huge thing okay and I had a Wattpad account I had a Wattpad account for like years you know like 10 and I probably shouldn't have but it's fine um I was just and Wattpad was huge it's a fan fiction site basically and I used to write like little one-shot stories about like meeting Harry Styles or like <laughs> Zane Malik, right? And it's all the same. Like you're yeah. the girl. Like I'm the different one. I was reading a book at a concert and he saw me in the crowd or something totally. like that. And yeah, I just but I literally love I still go back and read what I still have Wapin on my phone. I still go read fan fictions. I don't even care. <laughs> but you know, I think that you just can't it doesn't really matter if you're 50 or you're 20 or you're 15. It's like that feeling if you love music and I think most people love music and so there's yeah. sort of this thing about rockstar romance but why I love rockstar romance is because it's really just somebody's job right yeah but there's that fantasy element that every swear to god everyone that loves music has had it's either Harry Styles or it's you know whatever generation you grew up with um you dream of being that girl in the crowd that suddenly they see you and you're the one Oh yeah. And Absolutely. that is 100% endless. That's what that's the full basis of endless. I love he it. He was the girl in the crowd and he did and he fell in love with her instantly. I would probably I mean to be honest with you, I would probably have a heart attack if Harry Styles ever even like looked him on Right? 
and I'm on TikTok, right? So he's on tour right now. My whole fucking FYP is just people videoing from the pit. Oh my Harry God, I've got, to fo- I've got to follow that. I love Harry Oh Smith. yeah, and like making like videos of like slow motion videos with like music behind it. And I'm like, and he is like looking at people's signs. Like people are doing this trend where they write- I loved his gender signs. reveal. Oh yeah, he did a gender reveal for somebody. <laughs> but like he will, there was like one sign or whatever. And it was like, you turned this hoe house into a hoe home. And like, he read it, made eye contact with this girl and winked at her, bro. I would have needed a fucking oxygen tank. I would not have been able to survive the concert after that. Cause I have loved that man since X Factor. And now he's just like this gorgeous creature that everybody is just like enthralled. And it's X Factor UK. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I totally. really loved him when he wore that ugly ass green fucking scarf and totally. sung and sung Isn't He Lovely in some skinny jeans. Okay. I loved him. Well, I you know, and you know, the generation before might be Justin Timberlake or whatever, but it, the, the whole point is you're right. Like connecting to that feeling, that's oh, yeah. it. Like that's everything, isn't it? Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, if you saw Harry Styles, if Harry Styles wasn't Harry Styles and you saw him walking down the street, right? Would you find him as attractive? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I would. Have you seen that man? Yes. <laughs> but I get I get what they're kind of saying. Like the musician portion of it is obviously a part of the attraction. Like there's definitely been times where I'm like, oh my God, this guy is very attractive, but is he attractive because he plays guitar really well or is he attractive <laughs> because he's cute? But you know, the th- same thing goes with all the different tropes in romance, right? Because it could be like you love cowboys or it could be yeah. you love people in uniform or it could be you love, um, you know, small town dudes or you, you know, whatever the trope, it's like, there's that element of where you as the reader put yourself in the shoes of the person right like and yeah. so you know everybody has their thing that's what's so cool about it and i'm gonna tell you right now cowboys don't look like the shit they do in them books i'm telling you right i now. know <laughs> i grew up in the south i grew up around them they're flat assed in those levi's well those and you know the other one is billionaires like tech billionaires like i love that trope but yeah. you know i actually did work in tech with some billionaires at some yeah. point and Mm-mm. khakis and jeans and denim shirts and and and, ponchy, and you know ponchy and sort of awkward and yeah they're not i love it All they're right. not that cute okay. <laughs> no offense to my tech friends <laughs> all right cb you take the next question all right book one in the series is endless so this is ty and zoe's story and this is an angsty love at first sight with a second chance what is your favorite thing about writing Ty and Zoe's characters? And let's talk about these covers as well, because I'm Oh my God, that man. (laughs) Like they are I have a weak spot for men with long hair. And my my husband has always had like very short hair. Okay. And as of recent, like as of like six months ago, he's decided to go on this growing his hair out journey. And he is almost to his shoulders and he can pull it back in like a small man bun. And let me tell you something. He's like a whole new person I've married. I'm like, I am in love with you. Like, I, That's amazing. I am, I am never leaving you ever. Oh my God, I love you. And I, I, came, I came into the house one time and he was wearing this headband, like my fucking headband. He was wearing my headband and it was like pressing his hair out of his eyes. And I was like, you want to go to the bedroom? Like, I was <laughs> literally in love with you. And he was That's like- That's so if, cool. He was like, if I would have known this, I would have like started growing my hair out years ago. It's like- I love it but yeah I'm a sucker for a man with long hair and that man's hair oh my god luscious locks gorgeous anyways answer the question sorry 
small, small tangent. I do that all the time. We digress. <laughs> just, just to interrupt me. Tell me to shut the fuck up and move on. <laughs> no, it's a great story. My husband actually had long hair for a really long time too, but right, he cut it right before I met him. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love it. So I actually, um, so I don't know. What are the stories? I'll talk about Endless first and then I'll talk about Brandon, who is Ty. Brandon yeah. Katz is the model for Ty. Um, so endless, I kind of went into it a little bit just a minute ago. Like it sort of started Tyson Rainier as the guy from my 15 year old self. Um, but it's also guy spots girl in the crowd. It's a first love at first sight. Um, it's one of these things where they know instantly that they're in love and, uh, the, the sort of storyline for endless is they're torn apart mainly because Tyson has this background where he has a very mysterious, but um, challenging childhood and it's something that he's had to overcome and Zoe comes from a really you know very middle class upper middle class family with all the you know bells and whistles in life who kind of has an idyllic you know child she's a kind of books she's shy she's a little you know bookish but she's generally you know yeah. been well taken care of and he she's like the prize like he falls instantly in love with her they get ripped apart by something that by someone who is well-meaning, but really went about it in the wrong way. And because both of them have their own sort of social awkwardness and he was really insecure based on his childhood, they really didn't reconnect. And he actually went into a tailspin and wrote this seminal album that propels LTZ, the band into the stratosphere. Um, and all of the songs become sort of the breakup songs of all, yeah. you know, of all time. And then um, they get reunited. And so it's really their story of how they, um, I like to think that my books are a little bit more than just that element of rock star romance. It's like, it really delves into um, like the realities of like, they are meant to be together, but like, how do you actually reconcile the fact that she left him and he's yeah. insecure and like, what would really happen if, you know, in certain situations and, you know, she's not really used to being famous and he's had years to get used to it. And, yeah. and he wrote this album that was really pretty damaging to her, even though they kept her secret, like when people are going to find out who she is, are they going to, you know, be abusive on the, you know, a lot yeah. of online abuse and trolling and things like that. Oh yeah. So, when One Direction first got girlfriends, holy right, shit. Right. Right. So it's I a real like, thing, oh, you know, it's a yeah, real thing. So we kind of go into that and that's really what Endless is about and then how they, um, you know, obtain their happy ever after. Now I will say this, like people think, cause Timeless just came out last week that it's the end of LTZ, but I've always, always planned for every one of the band members to have a follow-up. So we're calling them Encore. So Endless Encore will be coming out. Oh, next year because you know for me like writing these stories like one of the things I don't like about when things end is like what happened to them it's you know you have your HEA yeah. usually it ends up with a wedding or an engagement mm -hmm. or like you know but then really like I, I'm sad I want to know more about what happened to them and so I always planned on doing that so I am doing I'm actually writing that right now um, but but the idea is that we'll explore these worlds. And then from that, those next books, I will be launching off my other spinoff series from the whole LTZ world. So that's where endless. That's dope. I love that. See, I was also in the same boat because I'm currently writing a series, but it's like based in college. Right. 
but it's also like got a like a plot underneath it and I can't do extended epilogues very far in the future because it'll give away too much of what's happening in the next book right so and I know that people love to see HEAs like way in the future so I plan on doing a novelia where it's like all four couples get a section of the book and you yeah like later in life with children or not yep. children or married and stuff like that because I know people love that kind of thing I love that kind of thing like, I do I, too I love it when it all or like, you can be Taryn Quinn and just never end your rocks <laughs> but see, I love that though I I mean honestly I love them so much I love that series the Bl- Lost in Oblivion series I'm obsessed with that series it will never it's so die good yeah but is it because of that because she just keeps going and you keep getting little snippets of them and all the other books and oh, yeah. I love it so I just love I think my biggest thing about them and the series that they write is because they tie them all together yeah so even even their small town romance when you go to Crescent Cove Yep. You still see all the rock stars in Crescent Cove. And 100%. Then, especially when you get to Rockstar Daddy and you see all the guys from the Oblivion band that live in in that area. So, yeah. I think that's one of the one of the main reasons why I love their rock stars so much is that you do get a snippet of them in every series that they write. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. They're they're absolutely those they're my one of my big inspirations. Just not only do they write well and they 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 really think through, they do a lot of character development, which for me is really cool. I actually like to think of my books as sort of like episodes or maybe multi-episodes in a television series. Like it's sort of yeah. a this is us for rock stars or whatever. And like that's kind of how I want to keep the worlds going, where they all do tie into each other and they're gonna all, you know. Yeah, I just never want to leave, so don't ever leave. Right. When I started reading like romance, like when I started reading like indie romance, right? Because I was like, there has got to be books out there, like Wattpad version books, but like professional. Oh my God, I'm getting a phone call. Hold up. Let me just decline that. Hold up. Sorry. I'm getting a phone call. Anyways, um, I I wanted, I was like, oh my God, there got to be books out here. Bethy, stop calling me. Shut um, up. <laughs> I'm going to text her and let her know that I'm on a podcast. Um, but I wanted like, I was like, there's got to be Wattpad books out there, but there has to be like professionally done. You know, like I know that there has to be some raunchy ass shit out there that I want. <laughs> and so I actually, the first series that I really like fell in love with was, um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like The Good Old Boys by Monica Robinson. It is. I haven't read that one yet. Okay, so it's really good, and it was, like, published, like, a long time ago, but, like, she interconnects it from, like, the good old boys, and then they have children, and, like, she, to this day, is still writing, like, characters from that series, like, their children, and I, when I started it, because when I started it, the good old boys was finished, and there was also El Diablo that tied into the good old boys, and there was also Creed, which was, like, an MC that was tied into it, and I was, like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever read in my entire life, like, I love these facts, and then I, like, went searching, and then, and then I fell into a fucking hole because Kendall's like oh if you liked this series you'll enjoy this one and I was like I know (laughs) we're all the same boat girl (laughs) here we go here we go in a hole but I by the way if you love that I I don't know if you've read J.A. Huss I have and the Rook and Ronin series and that then it goes into like oh my god it's insanity that is she is like literally obsessed with her I have like people have recommended her before and I feel like we've looked her up Oh, she might be on our TBR. Already. Oh my God. Move it up. Move it up. She's amazing. Like I, the minute her books come out, I read them second. About Penelope Douglas. Like I have like a handful of authors where that's the case. And she's one of them. Same, same. So book two is limitless. And that's Stevie's personal favorite. 
Um, oh. is, I, love, show. I love Jace. Oh, he's so cute. This is Jace and Alex's story, and their story is a steamy friends to lovers. So did any one thing or person kind of inspire this couple? So one of the things to all, I, I used to actually work in, in the rock industry. Like I was a music promoter. I ran a club. I worked for some pretty big bands back in the day in the nineties, cause I'm a little older than you guys. Um, so well, first say is that none of the books have any, are not based on anyone really truly famous that I've known in the past, mm-hmm. but one of the other sort of realities is, is that when you are a rock star, there are some hardcore realities of like when you become famous really quickly, like, cause yeah. you're not really wired for that. Nobody is. So limitless is really the, almost the flip side of the coin to endless. So Alex and Alex is the heroine and her and Zoe of, of um, endless are best friends. And they're the ones that go and see LTZ at the club and blah, blah, blah. So Alex is much more, it's more, I would say it's a more lighthearted book with a little bit of angst. So a couple of situations that happen that are really jarring for um, the couple, but they really have this very lovely friendship. That's, that's the base. They really develop it over the years. They just sort of are both very calm and easygoing. And it's really an homage to my absolute best friend since I've been three and she was four Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, that's her, that was her fake name when we would go get fake names out, but it's, she, you know, she's just, it's really true to her in the sense that she's such a big animal lover. Um, it's also true that we have talked many times about starting a horse rescue because for therapy <laughs> reasons, because we both are obsessed with horses. She's much better with horses than me, but I love them. Um, and Jace, um, man, if I could say Jace is like every sort of comfortable in his own skin really knows who he is. Um, I don't know. It's like, I love men like that, that just, you know, that they're like, they're sort of out there, they're just doing their thing. And um, then somebody smacks them aside the head and is like, wow, she's it for me. Yeah. And every guy I've ever known like that, it's like when they find that person, like that's their person and there's oh, no wavering. Yeah. And well, so I wanted that's to- what we love. That's what we love yeah. these men in these romance books, right? And people give me shit all the time. I don't even care. So like, I enjoy reading like when the man is like the most toxic person you've ever met in your whole fucking life. It's like the first part of the story, <laughs> right? But then he becomes a better person, okay? Obviously, and healthy in the relationship. But like when men like that, like when they choose you, bro, it's you forever. They're never <laughs> leaving your ass ever. And I'm like- Oh, I love that with my whole heart. I do. I love that so much. It's another part of the fantasy, right? Exactly. And I don't, do you read rockstar romance that you, because you write it? I know a lot of authors don't read the tropes that they write, but do you still read rockstar? Oh, I read everything. I read the Cowboys. I read um, every, you know, I I just love reading. I'm a really super fast reader. Like I can read two or three books a week same so i of course have had my ku subscription forever which is why i offer mine in that way because for me that's how i've discovered so many great authors yeah um but yeah i want to say a little thing about like the models too so like i've gotten to know all of the models for my books yeah and it's so crazy you guys like they are all in so many ways so similar to the characters 
it's shocking. Like it's really amazing. And I love them so much. They're, they've been such good sports. And if you follow me on TikTok or look at my Instagram feed, you'll see them all over the place because I've really had such an amazing good fortune to, you know, have them do a bunch of videos and like do a photo shoots and yeah. we're going to talk about this bathtub picture okay. you sent me. I okay. love it. I love it. Have you, I do want to give you a recommendation, which you probably already read it, but I'm going to give Ew. it to you anyways. This is probably one of my favorite rock star romances. It crushed me, bro. I was crying through this whole fucking book, dude. Which it's one? Stone by Mandy Beck. No. Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're going to text me later. I don't have anything to write it down with. I will. Text me later. Yeah. Phenomenal, but it is angsty and it's like basically I love angst. Stone and this girl named Willow and they're high school sweethearts, right? And then he had a band in high school and it made it big, right? And now they're together through this, but like the start of the book is her leaving him because he's just fallen into drugs and alcohol and like the rock and roll life or whatever and she cannot handle it and like so she leaves him and he is like oh my god it crushes me every time it's so good I go back and reread it sometimes just to cry oh my god that's amazing send it to me you have to I will I will definitely do it if you like the link stuff you'll like it but okay all right Stevie sorry sorry (laughs) I needed to get that out there before I forgot it okay so fearless which again I have right here with this man god it's the, is that the best tattoo you've ever seen in your life i know i think okay. he's the best man i've ever seen in my entire life he's six it. he's six foot eight what yep i would climb that man like a tree right i would climb him like a tree. so if you if you flip open to the you know the the picture with his with ronnie his his girl open there you go that's his oh, real life definitely girlfriend. climbing him like a tree that's his girlfriend oh my okay God. i love this now. and um also in endless um brandon the woman who is posing with him in that picture in the rain room yeah that's his wife <gasps> let's open this one too it's so gorgeous i know they're I'm so dead. sweet now, there. Yep, that's Brandon and Tara. So, so Tara's his wife. Yep. I want to literally die because that is They're the best. best I've ever heard in my entire life. So Fearless, um, Fearless is sort of, so again, the first two books are really flip sides of the coin. Fearless is a really, it's an ode um, to my, my in-laws, really. My husband's Irish. He's from Ireland. He has the accent, the whole thing. And so it's funny as that, like I've had comments where like, oh, there's no accent. Like, no, it's really the accent. Like I, I, I've got this guys. Um, but it's an homage to him. Um, Connor is not technically Irish. His family is, Mm -hmm. but so a lot of what you see is like, if you grew up in an Irish family, kind of like people sometimes think that I have an accent in Irish on certain words because I've just been around my husband for so many years. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of like that. Like if you grow up, you're going to say things differently. You're going to talk about, you know, yeah. You're going to say I instead of yes and stuff like that. So in fearless, when you see that it's a lot of just him and, and, and the story of this man who had this whole life planned out and it got, gets turned on. end when his dad has an accident, he has to take over the family business. Mm-hmm. And then Ronnie, oh God, I love Ronnie so much. So Ronnie is based on um, 
the other friend from when I was 15, who I we'd go that. and, but so she is actually, uh, she got to pick her name. So I won't tell you her real name, but she, I asked her to name the characters. So she named her Veronica, Ronnie, May. I love her. that. I love unisex names like that. <laughs> See, and, I have a boy's name. So I love when names like that get used in books. So do I. Well, she, and she loves that too. So she, so that was her, that was her, she named Ronnie. And what I love about Ronnie is I, I read this gossip site. And so if you haven't read it, do it's called, um, inter, it's called, um, crazy days and nights. So crazy days and nights is this been around for years and it does all these blind items about all these crazy Hollywood things. And apparently the guy that writes the site is like a Hollywood insider. And so it goes into all of this crazy ass shit, like, you know, I'll give you an example. He outed Harvey Weinstein and all the weird shit that was going on years before it happened. Cosby, all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, all the, all the, some of the producers from some of the kids networks like Nickelodeon and Disney and stuff, like a whole bunch of weird stuff happened to like some of these teen stars. So I, it's, it's really sad, but it's also like, I'm glad that he's actually doing a public service of saying there's assholes out there in Hollywood. Right. And so I kind of came up with the idea of Ronnie. I wanted her to be this strong, badass person who wanted to be this actress, um, becomes, gets on like a famous sort of teen show, like a, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, you know, like, a um, I can't think of any teen shows right now, but like, you know, like Riverdale or something like that. Yeah. So she's cast in this show and then the set is really toxic and how all these kids got t- cast were through these casting count, you know, methods. She's lucky because her mom, she's a little underage, her mom's there, but a whole bunch of bad stuff happens and she makes it her personal journey to sort of take revenge for um, a horrible tragedy that happened to one of the guys that was her co-star. Yeah. And so it becomes her life mission. She's not into like romance or anything. She has like one romance and it's kind of a bad one. So she's like, I don't care about that. I don't want this. I just want to take Hollywood down. So it's in some ways, it's like, how does a strong alpha Irish male allow this strong woman who has a purpose not swoop in and save the day, but actually find his softer side to let her save herself? Mm -hmm. And that's really what Fearless is about. I love a good alpha female. Me okay? too. There's, see, now there are types of men, right? There are types of alpha males that need submissive females, right? No, like yep. don't care with that mentality. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But there are that, there's that one type of alpha male that needs an alpha female. And I, those are my power couples. I fucking totally. love those people, bro. I love it. They could just stomp on me and I would be like the happiest person in the whole world. I love that. I love <laughs> alpha. I, I, I don't see myself writing. I, I don't think I could write sort of a submissive female because yeah. I'm not that way. I don't relate to that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have so much more respect for guys that allow women to be their strong selves. And, and I actually, and as an author, I feel like I have a responsibility to portray certain things that are important to me. That would be the yeah. thing that I feel. And so. don't let their ego, because men's yeah. fragile egos, don't let their ego get in the way of allowing a woman to like do her thing, you know, like they're, they're like, you know, they can be alpha in certain ways in the bedroom, but like they allow their yeah. female to like rule the world and he's not, oh, he's fine with her either being like, you know, 
whatever out in the world. And I love that. That's like my fave. I have a Me soft too. spot for that. But since you already went into fearless and I don't even have to ask this next question, I'm going to let Stevie take the question after that. Oh, wait, that was mine. It's highlighted, isn't it? I'll, I'll do it. It's fine. Okay, cool. Then Stevie go. <laughs> okay, so Timeless is out now. Yep. Which I believe released, what, two weeks ago mm-hmm. now? And um, yeah, two weeks Fiona. ago. That's Enrico as Zane. I literally, I cannot even with these covers. Right? They're so beautiful. Like, I'm obsessed with these covers. Well, can I give a shout out to my, I feel like she's my visual creative partner. Her name is Regina Wamba. She's a very well-known cover artist. I kind of stalked her. She does a lot of Carrie Ann Cole's covers, mm. and which is oh, how I, I found love her. Carrie Ann Cole's covers. I know. I, well, I love Carrie Ann Cole too. I mean, all about Carrie. Embers to Cole. Ashes is forever oh, I know. engraved uh, in my soul. <laughs> I agree, 100. And Brandon actually was on the cover of No Tomorrow. Like Brandon is the cover. Oh model. yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. Now, I didn't realize that till after I cast him as Ty, but then it, it works fine. He's a good rock star. But um, uh, Regina is my um, photographer. So she did all the photo shoots. If you see my videos of all the behind the scenes, that's Regina. And then um, she actually does the, lo- she did my logo. She did my LTZ logo for Lesson Zero, the band, and she did um, the covers. So that's, I give credit where credit is due. These phenomenal because I'm obsessed with these covers. Like, thank you. These are like my babies now. Like, I'm gonna carry them around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in timeless, um, timeless, um, we I I purposefully kept uh, Zane and Fiona pretty mysterious throughout the other. You you kind of little you see Fiona here and there, but Zane, of course, since he's in the band, you get sort of this picture of him as being sort of like this super energetic dude that's out of control and da da da. And I wanted to, um, it was the first book I read where I actually met the cover model Enrico before I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Everything else was during COVID. So I, 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 you know, talked to them or, you know, texted them on social media, but never like I hadn't met him in person. So um, I, so I wrote this book and I actually incorporated a little piece of Enrico into um, Timeless, which is how Zane learns how to cope with his um, you know, sort of, um, sort of his attention span and sort of his focus. So he learns and music, of course, is something he realizes he's just a savant at. So he's like, you know, he can pick up any instrument and learn it, but he learns Krav Maga, which is sort of a Israeli fighting technique, which allows him to, um, focus his mind and really, you know, protect himself because he's bullied for a lot of his life, like for a lot of his childhood. But it follows him and Fiona, who they are, if you read Restless, which is the little novella, that's about Carter, who breaks Ty and Zoe up, and it's Zane's dad. And Carter has his own story, and we'll get into that later, but that's that's Zane's dad. And so we get to learn that Zane and Fiona grew up together, and they, um, it follows their story from the time they were six until now so it's a really true childhood friends to lovers and we go like you see like how carter's drug addiction and his abandonment and all this stuff really affected him you get to see his mom leanne who's um takes zane away and restless um and then you see how this whole band stuff in the 90s like the difference between 90s bands and say bands of today like just how their lifestyle is and so it's 
I don't know. I'm really proud of it. It's like, I just, I, I feel like it's super personal. Um, they're, I really put these two through the ringer. I like to say that I do it, but really the characters do it when I'm writing them. They just sort of like, tell me what they're doing. Yeah. I and love so, that. Um, so yeah, so they, they just have this beautiful soul connection from like, almost like it's sort of that twilight thing where like you find out that um what's the wolf um take up imprints like they imprint on each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i love it so we love asking authors this question and i'm even though authors hate this question i hate it but and then you are one of these authors that have like amazing cover models but if less than zero series could be a movie or a tv series who would you cast as lead roles or at least some of the lead roles or would you use your cover models? I would, yeah. honestly, we talk, we've talked about that. I mean, not all of them are actors. Um, I feel like they kind of are the characters, but if it were to become a series, I, I know enough about behind the scenes production and how it works mm-hmm. is you, they're probably truthfully, they're, they're all in their, like, like, right around 30 all the cover models Mm -hmm. so probably since the books start when they're like 18 we'd probably have to cast them with younger people maybe they'd be able to i don't know so anybody that looks like them that's long hair that can act (laughs) i mean i'm open we'll we'll discover the new harry styles and everything but if i could have them i mean like i said they're all very similar personality wise Mm -hmm. um God, I got to tell you, like Garrett, seriously, it, he couldn't be more Jace if you wanted him to be. He's amazing. Um, Brandon, um, they're all just, I, they're all so special. And Shorty, who Shorty is, his real name is Ryan, but he goes by Shorty, um, who's Connor, is quite possibly the funniest person I've ever met. Like he, <laughs> he is so dry humor and you'll just be like, we were driving around LA in the car and he, somebody would say something, he just like these little under the breath one-liners, like, you're just like, dude, you're so funny. I'm kind of obsessed with that. I love that. I literally, okay, so I'm going to say this because like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you read, um, like, I know a lot of people don't read it, but like, have you ever, like, do you read MM? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's this series by, read it all. <laughs> there's this series by Brooke Blaine and Ella Frank called fucking the fallen angel series okay and it's a trilogy and it's about the same couple and it is literally giving me like okay so i know that not a lot of people let know like believe this slash know this and that's okay i love to deal with the conspiracy theories of life all right but my dad is a huge 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 Mick Jagger fan okay and has always been yep until like I grew up around I grew up with like music it was surrounding that kind of era and I was upset I had read this article a long time ago and I had become obsessed with the fact that Mick Jagger and David Bowie had like a secret relationship they did there's no doubt I know oh my god there's so many there's so much proof that I literally can't like Mick Jagger's wife literally like released a like wrote a book and literally was like found them in bed together and still everybody's like no Oh, never happened lies you lied to me and so basically since I never had that real relationship like to look at this book is giving me like modern day Mick Jagger and David Bowie that's awesome <laughs> and it is so oh my god it is so 10 out of 10 recommend if you haven't read it you should read it you should you're gonna it. have to give me a list I'm going to I'll send it to you I, will I love it send it to you but 
we want okay stevie take the last question go okay so what you kind of uh, talked about what you're going to do next with this series but what is next for the end or what is next for the end of 2021 going into 2022 um, cool stuff. So uh, one of the really great things about doing these cover shoots and 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 photo, I, I actually got all the boys together in August, end of August, and we are going to release an LTZ calendar. Yeah, I'm gonna need one of those. I'm like, well, <laughs> I love how you're just chilling with these hot ass models. I, what the I have a couple. Really fun of her in the tub with them. I do. <laughs> It's really fun. Me and Regina and the guys. Um, So I'm doing a calendar. Um, We also, I'm launching a merchandise store. Um, They actually, why I was going to launch it maybe a month ago, but we decided because we had the opportunity to get all the guys together, we have them posing in all the merchandise. So we're going to actually launch the store with all the actual um, LTZ guys wearing our, you know, hoodies and stuff like that. So we're getting all that up and running. Um, but I'm also part of a uh, rock star romance anthology. Um, it's going to be out, I think, in November. We're, I think they're formatting it right now. Yeah. Um, it's with a bunch of different rock star romance authors. A lot of them up and coming. Um, some were, which you may have heard of, like Jenna Galicki. If you like MM rock star romance, you should read Jenna. Her entire story is about... Um, a, a triad of yeah. rock stars and then um sasha marshall's in that and then t- there's a bunch so you, you, I'll, I'll have links up um but that will be uh, a little excerpt like as almost like a novella um uh, following up on endless it's going to be tie at an award ceremony um where he gets an award for his foundation that he forms in endless so obsessed excited and I'm then so next good. year will be all about the encores Mm-hmm. So endless, limitless, fearless, and timeless encores. Um, and then from that point forward, my my initial plans are I'm going to do Connor's brothers. Mm-hmm. So there's okay. a bunch of the brothers. Um, and then I have some other secret plans for the rest of different series. Um, I've had a lot, a lot of people ask me if I'm going to do uh, Carter and do a throwback and do Limelight, which is Carter's band from the 90s. Yeah. Um, and if things are going as they seem to be going in Endless Encore, um, there'll be a very good reason possibly to do that. I'll just I'll just hang that out there. I love how you're just out here. So keep buying the books, people. Yeah, keep, keep it going, people. Well, I love the fact that I'm getting, you know, it's like a year ago I had one book and it's like, it's really weird when you're an author with one book, right? And like, it's so much fun now that I have four and people are really into the worlds and it's really fun to interact with people and learn what people love because I love it all. And like the order I do it in, you know, people, you know, like I, I am totally Zen about like how it all unfolds, right? Yeah. So if people have a burning desire for a story about one of the, you know, I'm absolutely going to consider that. You love how you're just out here living my dream. I love it. <laughs> and the boys are amazing and they're so great. And I just can't stop talking about it. the girls are too, by the way, yeah. Tara and Christine. And I want to just name them Carson, who is Alex and Sophia, who is, I mean, seriously, can you see it's not more stunning girl than Fiona? I know, right? I mean, she's gorgeous. I mean, and I'm a bisexual, so yes. There you go. The other cool thing is I just hit 10,000 followers on TikTok this weekend. Congratulations. Thank you. I don't know what it means, but yay. 
Congrats. That means it you means can that you can um, the TikTok creator fund. Yeah, you can get a TikTok creator fund now. Yeah. So what cool. is that? That makes you that means you make money. You make money for your views. That if you become a TikTok creator, that your views will go down unless you have like a hundred K followers. I saw that. It literally does that. It sucks so bad. But so don't know. do it yet. Wait till I get a hundred K. I would wait. I would wait. Cause I, I read this like whole article about it. Like I was researching it and stuff like that. And they say to wait until you have like a steady like view count so that you can. Yeah. But if she's posting videos. videos of these hot men, they're going to keep going. I mean, <laughs> I, do, I do it. You guys, I have like one of the things Regina told me when I, when, so we had the photo shoot number one for the covers was in Minnesota in last February. Then we did um, Brandon and Tara in LA. That's all the rain room shots. Um, because he, she was pregnant. She's six months pregnant, by the way, in that, in those photos, you would never know. And then the guy, so the, because of COVID, we couldn't get all the guys together because he, you know, she was pregnant and, you know, yeah. but. so then when we finally got all the guys together, so we had three photo shoots, which is like seriously an abundance of riches. I know, but Regina was so cool about wanting to make it happen to make the visual dream come alive, mm-hmm. but she was like, film me filming. I promise you, you're going to start a TikTok account. You're going to love it. I'm like, I'm not going to be on TikTok. I have too much to do to even keep up with Facebook. And she's like, no, you are. You're going to have a TikTok account. You're going to film me filming. Yeah. So I did. And I, I, you know, I had a, I posted one of the rain room shots on TikTok. Um, and it went to like 600,000 views or something like that. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. Well, shit gotta do this now i guess so so now i do i mean mostly that's where you can find all the behind the scenes stuff okay cool all right so we're going to shift gears and move to writing questions which is my section of the podcast um so um are you a plotter a pantser or like somewhere in between in between i try to have a general sort of like almost like when i say outline it's not an outline it's really just chapter Mm -hmm. how i feel like the chapter progressions are going to go yeah. It never ends up that way because I always, it never ends up that way, but I have to have a little bit of a, a little bit of a plot because they're so interconnected in this character development. I have to make sure I go back to other books and pull. So I, it's consistent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot, I'm really a, a stickler on that. I don't want there to be someone to come point out and say, Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, you know, like he had blue eyes here and now they're green, you know, right. like eyes change. Just kidding. Um, so um, this is one of my favorite questions and it seems that I'm the only person who does this, but do you have any like interesting writing quirks? Like when you sit down to write, like you have to be eating Twizzlers or like wearing a pair of socks that you love or anything like that? Nothing specific. Um, I have to, I mean, quite honestly, like I said, I, I still have a whole other job, so um, I have to write when I can find time to write. And so when I can get like a stretch of just quiet time, I love that because you have to almost get into the mindset. Like you can't just sit down and go, okay, I'm going to knock out this stuff. You have to sort of be in the zone, sort of, you got to yeah. get yourself into the characters. So if you have a lot of other shit going on in your life, it's kind of hard to get there. So what I do is I actually use a program called Scrivener to write. Because, <laughs> yeah. That's my baby daddy. I no, I'm not that. good on it. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't figured out all the things because I never have time to figure out all the things. But I love it. Yeah, but it's nice to be able to like write scenes and move it all around. I'm still not great with figuring all that stuff out. Like when I, when I, whenever compile it, it always fucks something up. But yeah, I'll get there. 
I literally don't even use that portion of it. Like I literally write it all in one manuscript, like under the manuscript, I open up a little note tab and I write my whole manuscript in that one space. But I have like an outline portion. I use the characters and then I yep. have under my notes. I have like pieces I want to use, teasers, like little yep. things or whatever. I do I research do too. Like if, cause I'll, I always have a lot of like, you know, there's always sort of character development. Like, you know, if, like yeah. if, you know, so I actually pull like websites or links and stuff and research or different things, you know. Yeah. I love it. Too. And you can leave it all in one little thing. Yeah. 18,000 docs opened. So exactly. We well, always leave a couple of minutes during episodes if nobody's heard of Scrivener. So MJ can sell it to them. I'm telling you, they need to sponsor <laughs> me. I've sold You so should. Yeah. Um, all right. So what do you like to do when you're not writing or working? Um, I love to hang out with my dog. So you'll see him up on my Instagram. His name is Bodie and he's a Husky and he's awesome. Um, my husband and I love to travel. I mean, we've, we've not been traveling a lot, but we, I was just in new Orleans at a book signing and that was really nice to get out of mm-hmm. Seattle and, you know, be in new Orleans. You want to be out of Seattle. Well, I I love Seattle, but you know, I've lived here my whole life. So yeah, every now and then I like to just like wherever you, (laughs) I want to live, I want to live on like the Oregon or Washington coast so bad that I literally would sell my liver for it. I would. It's, it's, it's a good place to live. I'll be honest. It's good. Um, but we love to, I mean, all our biggest indulgences, he and I are super big foodies. And so (laughs) we love to go to good restaurants and we like to follow like top chef and like go to their restaurants and stuff like that. Oh, I love well, the real that. question is, is where did you go when you were in new Orleans? Yeah, where'd you eat when you were in new Orleans? Anything good? Um, okay. So we, we were staying right down in the middle of things on canal street, which is mm-hmm. close to Bourbon street. And, and, uh, we of course went to cafe Dumont and got beignets, which oh, is the yeah. best place ever. They are so good. Iconic. I know they're amazing. Um, we, I'm not going to remember now. We did go to, I won't say the name because it was so bad, but probably you'll be able to figure it out. The most famous of all the restaurants in New Orleans we went to, and it was brutal, brutal. It was so bad and expensive. And we were so bummed. Um, we went to a lot of little, like if you look up on like Eater New Orleans, we kind of yeah. went down the list and anything we could walk to distance that we could get reservations for. I so want to know what this damn restaurant is Me now. Too, because we, so I just Googled famous New Orleans. It's the restaurant. biggest, most famous restaurant in New Orleans. Okay. All right. Got it. I'll With the initials CP. Okay. Got it. That helps me a lot. That helps me. Out. <laughs> okay. Now I know what you're talking about. So yeah. When, okay. when we went, um, my uncle is from Baton Rouge. So we actually went on a cruise out of New Orleans a couple, like, I mean, this was almost 10 years ago at this point, but my uncle's brother delivered Emeril Lagasse's baby. So, cause he's a neonatal specialist in nice. Louisiana. Yeah. So we got reservations at Emerald's restaurant mm. in New Orleans and we were treated like gold there. Like it was phenomenal. And the food was amazing. Agreed. I've been to, I've been to probably two or three Emerald's restaurants and every single time it's been. He was even there that night, which was really neat. So like we had the best time because he, like his brother drove down from Baton Rouge just to, um, 
to see us because we were only there for a couple of days before our cruise and we were there for a couple of days afterwards and was able to get us a reservation and we had a party of like 20 so how he managed that I don't know like there was 20 of us who went on this cruise I'm obsessed so that's, it was that's really something I, I really want to do that I think that chefs the whole chef thing the celebrity chef thing mm-hmm. yeah. is something I haven't seen done a lot in romance and it's one of the things I mean it's I, it's one I of the want things. a hot version of Gordon Ramsay <laughs> that's that's why fiona's a chef so we have a way to make that happen pleasing god thank you look i'm still pissed that bobby's light isn't going to be on the food network anymore i know bobby but it sounds like they just didn't they pre-price themselves out i'm oh. so upset about this but i'm thankful that i live in baltimore because bobby Flay has restaurants Does he? <laughs> i've only been to one or two of his restaurants and they were good but i don't remember much about it so i don't know so Gordon Ramsay, has- on the other hand, every restaurant I've ever, every Gordon Ramsay restaurant I've ever been to, and I've been to in London and New York and LA and Vegas, and every single time it's perfection. Oh God, I love him. He's so he has um, Bobby Flay. I met partner. him. I hate you. <laughs> oh, I'd be so jealous. I would just get, want to give him a hug. I was on, my, my husband and I were on Hill's I love Gordon. Was it, was he nice? Yeah, we we actually got to be in the restaurant at Hell's Kitchen when they filmed it. Oh, that's epic! And we I did get so to we got to go that. backstage and meet him, and he was amazing. I, would I like following his daughter on TikTok. Tilly, I know she's good. She's so funny. All right, so my last writing question is: What is the weirdest thing that you have had to Google for a book? Oh man. Um, I don't know if weird. I mean, if you, if you, my, how about this? My favorite thing to Google when I'm doing the book is if I haven't been to a location, a lot of the places I write about, I've been to, mm-hmm. but if I haven't been there, like, um, in the, in the anthology coming up, Ty and Zoe are on a private Caribbean Island that he's rented for her. I've yeah. never done that, of course, because who can do that? Um, <laughs> so that's my favorite thing. So maybe that's the weirdest thing too, because you're just like, I don't even know like what happens on those islands like you know how do you get there and how you know so like researching that stuff is really weird and also strangely inspirational right like yeah I want to be on a private island (laughs) I want to do that okay CV I'm gonna let you take reading questions I have got to pee so bad my bladder is go go to the bathroom handle your reading questions and I'll be back shortly Okay. okay So what book has your favorite cover? Now this can be one of yours or it can be any of your friends or anybody's. Um, I am super partial to mine because, you know, I, I love, I just, I'm a, hot, we a, get it. I'm a cover snob. I'm going to be honest with you. Same. Like one of the things when I decided to be an author, when I decided to do this, Um, I played around on Canva to see if I could actually do it myself. And I was like, you know, I'm okay on Canva, but I didn't, I got really good advice. Like you should make sure that you have a good cover because you can really tell when you can't and not, it's expensive, you know, like I, you know, and so luckily I have another job that allowed me to sort of make a little bit of an investment into it, but it's really important because like you said, like the fact that you love the covers, I can't take credit for the fact that I put, you know, I did them. I actually had someone that knows what they're doing and knows what readers want to see. So, 
and now that I know all these guys and they're so amazing and I love them so much, it's like, um, I have to say, I just, I can't pick between the four. <laughs> they're all amazing. They are. How do you pick? You can't. So I, I can't, but I love, I do love mine. And I'm really proud of the work that Regina's done for me. I always tell people if it's one thing, cause I obviously I'm a PA too, and I have a PR company and I do all this stuff, but I always tell people if it's two things you're going to spend money on, it's covers and an editor editor and people argue with me all the time about this editing they're like I could just edit myself I'm like no, no you, you can't. don't because bloggers will revolt <laughs> no that that that's actually it's really true I mean and you know like even if you have somebody that's a friend that has like in a job that does something like that mm -hmm. that's maybe not I, that was the other thing I really found. Like I actually, um, one of my, um, other authors, if you haven't read her, but she was on my, in one of my Facebook parties last week, Mary Carr, um, she does, um, MMF too. So if you like that sort of thing, she has a lot of them. She has a couple of series that she's done, but Mary Carr, um, and she has a series called wild Irish and it's like a family. Oh, it's so good read it anyways but mary carr um i love her writing and like i said carrie ann cole i love her writing um and i just looked at all you know different editors and i reached out to them before i you know when i when i had what i thought was the final book and i gave it to my editor and she's her name is grace bradley and she actually is carrie ann's editor i didn't know that at the time she just became that but she edits a lot of pretty big authors and i was like you know it I got to invest in this because I will sell more books yep. if people aren't finding weird stuff. And I got to be honest with you. She was so smart because she, she actually helped me with endless my first book. I'm much better at it now, but I really had a hard time with the, it may not seem like it. Cause I think I'm getting kind of known for sort of my angst and plots and all that stuff. But personally, it's like, it, like I wanted Ty and Zoe to be together. And then like, then they, you know, figure out how to do it together. And she's like, no, 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 that's not what readers they're going to, you need a lot more conflict. Like you need to find ways to like, and so when I really thought about it, I was like, you know what, you're right. All the authors I really love have that. I've got to take myself out of like me and what I like make this personal about what I feel for these characters and figure out how to do that. So she really helped me learn about, um, about cadence and um and and um what's the word um see i can't even think of it conflict cadence okay. and conflict and how important um that is and that it's not contrived right. right that it's actually feels real to the character so that's what editors will do they'll and, help and, you and it's they're the you best can't take it personal spend, right yeah. yep and I don't, honestly, if someone can help me be better at anything I'm doing, it doesn't matter in what part of my life, I don't take it personal. Like, yep. you know, it, it's, yes. it's, it's awesome. Agreed. Agreed. So you already said you're a cover snob, which so, so are we. <laughs> so what else attracts you to a book besides the cover, the blurb, the recommendation, or the title? Um, I'm an author, a one-click author person for sure. Once I, once I'm in. I'm also a one-click author. If I don't like them, I won't, I probably won't give them another chance. So I'm mindful yeah. of that for my own career. Um, but I, I like a good blurb. Um, honestly, I love recommendations. Like if I know that, you know, 
that's really where I found a lot of really great authors. Yeah. Um, I was sort of in my own little hole for a long time, like doing the also reads and recommends and all that. But now that I am so much more integrated with the writing community, um, I've, I really discovered a lot of really great authors through that too. Um, the most recent person who I had not read anything, but I love her and we're, we become, we're becoming friends, I should say. We just started to know each other, but Crystal Coswell's books are really great. Oh, I love her books. Yeah, but I hadn't read them before. I started reading her probably, I want to say two years ago. Yeah. And I became obsessed with some of her books because totally. they're so good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I, I've been on a, a Crystal Coswell binge. And of course, I just read Jane's. I just finished Jane's latest book, Jane Diamond. Oh, we can talk about her too. I love her too. Oh, I love her. And honestly, like secretly, and if she watches this, she's going to laugh at me, but um, she's one of, I, re I reached out when I, before I published anything, I reached out to 10 authors that I really loved and two got back to me. Um, and so I've had these authors that I really wanted, you know, and I understand because honestly, like I, I don't, I don't actually get a lot of authors reaching out to me, but I realize now that my Gmail account is sometimes really long. And so it's hard to like keep up with it. Um, but a couple that got back to me, um, were just super really, you know, just super supportive and Jane doesn't remember this, but she got back to me and sent me a word of encouragement. And that sort of was that made me love her even more. Yeah. And she's up in Vancouver, which is really close to me. So in Timeless, um, I asked her if I could give one of her most famous characters that everybody loves, Ashley Player, I love um, that cameo. And so she said, yes. And I didn't tell anybody. I just dropped it in there and didn't say a word. And I noticed over, it was either over the weekend or last Friday, somebody found it and it blew up in her, in her reader group. Like, oh my God, I can't believe Ashley Player's at Timeless. And then there's a, a whole line of people like, did she, Kayleen get permission? Nah, 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 nah. And then, there was like, then Jane comes and she says, yes, she got permission. <laughs> but I, I love that crossover series. Stuff. Her Dirty series is one of my all-time yeah. favorite rock stars. It's amazing. She is a and it's also interconnected author. and all that stuff too, which yep. is awesome. I think a lot of people forgot that she wrote to like multiple rock star series like there's and they're all connected in all different yep. ways yep and you would have to read two of them to know that they're all related in so one, good like one circle it's uh some of my favorite books I'm like a I, hopefully i'll be i'm like a baby jane diamond like I, <laughs> she has so many she's so far ahead of me but you know i i don't think i could ever write enough fast enough to keep up but um, I was really happy that people like to see that cameo because I, as the fangirl, I love to see little cameos. Me too. Same. I think, um, who, oh, who did it? I think, I think it was, I have to think about this, but I don't know if it was Kim Carr or if it was someone else, but somebody put S.E. Stevens they put the um the d bags in an award ceremony and it, it might even be just one song from stacy uh, stacy lynn where she put multiple different rock stars from 12 like 12 years ago obviously all these books were huge 12 years ago but they were multiple rock stars from that back then like breaking the, uh samantha tool yeah. who had um the almighty storm and all those books and they were all in there and they were at an award ceremony and it was Kellen Kyle presented an award 
that's to one cool. of her characters. Well, you're going to love this anthology that's coming out. It's called Rockstar's Ball, and it's set at an award ceremony. And all all of the characters interact with each other throughout the whole book. That's what I love. I love when people in each chapter. So every author has little cameos from all the other authors in each chapter. It's pretty fun. That's cool. I love that. Take a lot of time though. It does, and actually, one of the authors, her name is Kella Campbell. Um, She uh, is has kind of taken the lead on sort of uh, consistency. So she's that's what she's working on right now. I love it. So do you prefer e-reader or physical copies? You know, I love e-reader because again, in normal times, I travel quite a bit and um, I can, I can have all the books there. Um, I do love, uh, and I just honestly just don't like to move books, but now that I have my own physical copies, I like them. Yeah. I do too. I- yeah. It's, it's hard. I don't like I to move to the books. I just cuddle with all of them. All yes. Of them. <laughs> That's I'm like, they're just for display only. Do not touch them. Do not bend the spine. <laughs> <laughs> I will read them on KU and on my Kindle. That's, yeah. yeah, that's kind of it. Like, I don't like to read. I want to, yeah. yeah. I want to be able to flick. Fucking spine. I will literally. I, I just told this story last week, but somebody asked me if they could, Um, it was j- one of my clients that I PA for. was like, I'm going to send you the books, but you could also read them on KU. And I said, that's where I'll read them. Yes, I'll give you the Patreon. <laughs> Because, uh, no, don't touch. Because they're not getting open. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So we are going to move to the last portion of the podcast, which are trope questions. Um, and these are some of our favorite questions. We love seeing these answers. So what is your favorite trope to work? Blah, 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 I just about stuttered. Favorite trope to write and why? I about said white. <laughs> um, I... Obviously, I, I feel like rockstar romance is not a trope. I feel like it's a job. Like, you know, so it's it's kind of a trope, but really the tropes within the tropes. It can definitely be a trope. It's definitely yeah, a I, I like, but if we're but looking I feel like at it's sort a of bigger subgenre. For yeah. Example, like you can take rockstar romance, but also make it like second chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. So that's kind of what yeah. so I really, really love um a good friends to lover romance. I love that. I do like enemies to lovers too, but there, I don't know, maybe it's just because, I don't know. I've been through enough real life experiences with real life sort of bad people or yeah. bad guys that the realistic part of it, that they're going to actually change and be good is so not true. <laughs> <laughs> that I that it is to me a fantasy but I do so so if I do like an enemies to lovers I want the enemy to be more of a perceived enemy than an actual asshole that's like doing doing, yeah like that's doing actually harmful things so I don't like the harmful thing part the morally gray though that's what makes those books like I mean people can do them wrongly exactly correctly right the morally gray hero that like does bad things but for the purpose like and then you realize what the purpose is and then it's actually like a good thing that he's doing these bad things you're like okay but like he's hot you know (laughs) and and honestly that's Carter so in my novella Restless that's Carter he's yeah yeah, yeah. for sure that that guy and so I think it's more for me I, I like that so I like friends to lovers I love second chances because I don't you know I think that everybody's love story is so much more complicated than 
oh, we met and we're in love, the end, right? So I like all of that. Um, but yeah, I, and I, and for me, the trope, anything that you can sort of add on to that, that makes it more of a big story that's really interconnected and complicated, the yeah. better. All right. I'm here for that. All right, Stevie, your question. What is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? Um, I would actually love to write an MMF triad sort of, uh, trope. And I almost made timeless. I really, really, really thought I might make timeless that trope. Yeah. But it didn't work out that I really liked the idea of him and Fiona more. And yeah, so yeah. my guess is that that will show up at some point I'm here or for maybe it. more than once. Yes. Yes. I love those. And they like sign her up. The bisexual in me is screaming. <laughs> well, and I, and honestly, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not a big fan of the MMF where the M's don't F. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yeah. If they're going to F, they're all going to F, right? So for me, it's like, if it's MMF, right? I feel like the MM should also be a part of each other. But right. Like the reverse harem. I can see why some of the M's won't F, right? And why right. it's all about the female. So if you're doing an MMF, I would love for the MMs to be a couple also. But if you're doing a reverse harem, I understand that you have to have, like, I understand why they I don't. I agree. I don't, I don't know that I'm going to do a reverse harem. I, I don't mind reading it. It's, um, I, I just, I, I probably won't. I really like the relationship and have it I want all of mine is going to be grounded. I'm not, I'm not really, I like reading paranormal, but I'm not going to write. I, yeah. I don't see myself writing paranormal. I get it. I mean, for me personally, I like reverse heron because I have multiple personalities and yeah. I would love to have a man for each of those personalities. <laughs> that, now that is a very interesting thought. That might be a standalone. <laughs> But see, the thing is, that's, that's some of my favorite reverse harems do that. Like each boy seems similar on the surface, right? There are these, you know, they can be like these evil, badass, you know, yep. mafia men, whatever. But like under like a sub level, they give the heroine a different thing. Each boy gives her a yeah. different thing and matches her personality in a different way. And I'm like, oh God, the dream though. <laughs> so back to J.A. Huss. <laughs> Because I just, I seriously, I feel like you ladies have got to like literally go download all of her stuff right now. Um, she has uh, my favorite of all time um, reverse harem. Okay. I love a reverse harem. I love them. Really, really, really great character development. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I'm here for that. All right. I'm so I'm going to go one click it. Yeah, I will. Don't play games with me. Um, so and it's all connected. So you got you you really want to start at the beginning with Rook and Ronan because it all it's shocking how how good it is, you guys. Okay. So what is don't don't steal my write? question. Oh my bad. Sorry. Shit. Go. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. So, if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Um, I like. Honestly, I like the love at first sight. That's my, that is my story with my husband. Cries in the club. Cries in the club. I love it. That's so sweet. I love it when people are living out their actual tropes. I don't even have a damn trope, which makes me so sad. But if they want to learn something about her reverse harem trope. 
I do, but I don't. <laughs> and I would love to live out my billionaire trope. But fictionally, I want to live that out because I billionaire do. tropes good. I love that's them. the other good thing about rockstar romance though is because you can kind of combine them right? right that's what i said you can have yeah. more than one like it could be second chance billionaire yeah exactly. it could be yeah. seeker baby who you can make it a tons of things i know that's the best <laughs> exactly therefore i do like, I a, se- I I do like a secret baby mm. i not- love surprise and secret baby i am obsessed <laughs> i have a problem there's a reason why the knocked up anthology is right there oh i can't see it yeah I gotta put the glasses on. I love you long time, but not my thing. <laughs> All right, got it. But it's fine. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Anyways, so that is our last question for you. Um, you have been such a great guest. This has been so fun. I feel like we know so much about you. This is amazing. <laughs> We're um, now besties. Yay! I like being besties. We're now besties. So. Uh, that is the end. However, we're going to leave you a little bit of space to talk about if you have an upcoming release or you've released a book or a sale and let our listeners know where to find you. The floor is yours. Motorcycle just drove by. Sorry. <laughs> Motorcycle trip. Ah, I need to have a seat. Um, so yeah, I guess my, I'm Kayleen and I write, I feel like my, my stories of captivating passion, which is my tagline. Mm-hmm. encompasses all that I'm going to be writing. So my first series obviously is the rock star romance genre. LTZ is going to be the hub of all these different worlds, but all of the different things that we've talked about today, um, I have really big plans. I love writing. I've loved everything. This has been the great absolute joy of my life to become a published author and to connect with the um, author community and people like you guys. And it's just it's just such a cool thing. And I, and I'm, I'm all about supporting authors and, and love, and I don't like any of the fighting and the weird yeah. stuff. That's not me. So I stay away from that stuff because truthfully, all of us are women. Many of us are women. There's men too, but let's just be real. The predominant number of people are women and they're, we're actually our own little business people. We're running, yeah. we're not just writing, we're marketing, we're you know, promoting, we're, you know, doing all the other stuff that goes along with it, the taxes, the business. And so there's nothing that makes me happier than being part of a community of women who are really taking matters in their own hand and making, you know, their Boss own bitches. available. Yeah. We're all there's a reason why the romance industry is the highest industry we are boss bitches that's basically what we're trying to say here yeah and so timeless is coming out next year you know the the encores are going to start dropping um i'm going i did my first book signing and i have two at least two maybe three that are on the books for sure next year so i'll be i'll be in boston in april i'll be in kentucky i think in july i want to say and seattle we have one here in Seattle. So I'm, I'm going to start trying to, you know, get out and actually be in person and meet people too and sign yeah. some books and all Damn. that. Stuff. We're Exciting. trying to get out there and meet people too. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. All right. So that is our time here, but thank you so much for joining us. You've thank been you. And uh, we hope to chat with you again soon. I do too. Thanks you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a good day. <laughs>